first episode, the first podcast episode of Dial In with CQ, the watch guy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're having an amazing day today. Uh, it's February 26th, uh, 10.25 in the morning. Right now, I'm actually recording in my home. Actually, I'm recording in my childhood bedroom in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. So it is interesting. Uh, interesting experience. I'm working remote uh, for the week. Figured I'd beat, uh, beat the Philly snow. We've been having a very interesting winter. And uh, I was complaining last year because I was away. I didn't get to see any snow. And um, in the past few weeks, I think we've had snow uh, twice a week. <laughs> Uh, pretty, pretty consistently and, you know, uh, a few inches every time. So nice to uh, <clears throat> not have to worry about a sweater or uh, salt or shoveling or anything of the sort here. And I'm uh, going to enjoy that for the time being. In a few days, I'll have to go back, so I won't I won't brag too much. Um, anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you know, before we get started, uh, let me, I guess, introduce myself. If you, if you never, if you just clicked on this link or somebody just kind of, sent you over here let me introduce you uh to who i am uh my name is sequan everybody calls me cq uh sequan gottlieb i'm originally from saint thomas uh in the virgin islands born and raised and uh, i love watches uh i've been in the watch industry for uh, this will be my 10th year um in january i think january 11th or january 15th uh, excuse me in july uh july 11th or july 15th would be the day that I first sold my first watch here in St. Thomas. Um, uh, in, in a nutshell, uh, I graduated college, uh, went to school for digital media production. So that's a little bit of video, video production and film and websites and all that good stuff all mixed together. And, you know, whatever, I'm a creative guy sometimes. Um, so I was going to go for my master's in film and I ended up uh, just coming here, taking a little summer break, uh, found a, a job listing <laughs> on Craigslist, um, funny enough. And um, it was for a store um, that sold watches. And, you know, I knew nothing about watches. I had a few, like, fossils and things from my dad. And, and I bought myself, like, a nice Mark Echo, uh, you know, with all the, all the rhinestones in the world back in the day. Um, so I went in the store. I got a job. I'm, I'm a good talker. And, I've you know, I've sold cars before. And, you know, I've considered myself a natural salesperson. It's kind of my family's always been in, in, in business. It's kind of a secondhand nature to me. And, uh, yeah, so I just went a little summer job. And I ended up... Um, in this store, in this store is one of the biggest multi-brand stores within the Caribbean, and um, they have everything, you know, from Omega to Bratland to Tissot to Nixon to Paddock to JLC. Uh, some of the stores, uh, not my store, but some of the stores had Rolex. Uh, we had Chopard, we had Bulgari, um, we had David German Boutiques, John Hardy, so, you know, everything. We had jewelry, we had um, a large amount of watches, watch brands in there, um, so I was kind of just just dove into it um you know of course i didn't get it you know i was just trying to make some summer cash you know just you know enough money to have some fun on the weekends or whatever and then uh i think i saw somebody spend 60k on a paddock and it, uh i don't know which paddock to be honest with you. It, was, it was so long ago but i was just like why why would somebody spend that type of money for something to put on their wrist i just didn't understand it and um you know even working at that store when when, when i started i i because you're fresh, you stick to the lower end stuff. So I'm selling things called toy watches, and I'm selling Nixons, which started seventy dollars, and and Tissots, and I'm learning about Omegas and things like that. But you know, I haven't really like opened my, I haven't gone into the, the paddock section of this store because in the store, in the original <clears throat> version, it was very um, it is 
old Danish buildings and everything kind of had their own little hallway. So the paddock hallway was on the side with Chopard, Bulgari, um, other, all the high-end brands were in this kind of one hallway. And there was really no reason for you as a new salesperson to be over in this hallway. So I, and you know, you're not, you didn't have a key for the paddock, um, or even the Chopard or any of the high-end stuff. So I never played around with, with price tags or stuff like that. So I honestly didn't know what the paddocks cost. I just knew like, Hey, I can't sell them. So not of interest to me because I'm here to, to make money. I'm not really here to, you know, learn what watches are and all that stuff. Um, but then I saw that sale and, you know, we, uh, we got paid a very good commission. I was like, well, you know, that guy kind of made a lot of money on, on that six grand. And then somebody gave somebody six grand for a wristwatch. I, I had to, I had to figure this out. So I went to that, um, sales, sales person, and I'm kind of an annoying guy. And I, you know, uh, it was a, a interesting place because it was, um, in terms of a, a sales floor, it was a very aggressive place. And I used to call that the shark tank. And, you know, let's say we had 26 employees of those 26 employees, maybe seven or 10 were, were, were doing okay and making money. Maybe five to six were making really, really good money. One or two were making like top, top level money there. And the rest just kind of floated in. Maybe they stayed for three to six months. Maybe they stayed for a few years and they just were making minimum wage or a little bit above or whatever. But I'm somebody, you know, when I go into a, a sales environment I'm very competitive and you know I want to strive for the best so anyways I I have a habit of finding people who are doing the best in a situation and just kind of asking them questions and like you know try to befriend them and if you can't be friends I'll just annoy you until I get answers out of you and then I'll leave you alone right um so I was very fortunate a lot of the senior guys in that store um once I proved that you know I was here to stick around and I'm just gonna leave after 30 days or something like that they were willing to open up a little bit and give me some information and show me you know why somebody would buy something um like a paddock or why somebody would buy a jlc why somebody would spend this type of money the, the real craftsmanship that goes into it and they tied in a lot of history and i, I was always big into history uh i like uh, uh photography as well so i got the, the mechanics out of it and i don't know a, a switch um a switch clicked one day and I just slowly um, loved watches, and I slowly got into it. I got deep. I tell you, the the real switch that that flipped. Um, uh, the, so at the store, like I said, you had to start at the beginning, right? So you started selling uh, Nixon, Tissot, Toy Watch, things under under two thousand dollars, Movado, uh, etc. Um, you know, so when you started getting to the Omegas and Brightlands, even then you'd have to like pass your sale over. And one day, so. Um, uh, a group of, of, of ladies came in and they were celebrating and, you know, they were looking for this cool Brightland and I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm smart. So I'm like, Hey, you know, we have a picture of it. We found it. The move forward, you know, I had to call somebody else in, uh, to bring the sale. And the sale was me and a younger guy who, who kind of caught it cause nobody else was there. It was a slow day. We had to pass it over to the senior guy. Senior guy closes the sale. He's popping down there. You know, I'm like, you know, it was, it was, it was a good, so I'll go Brightland and the commission was good, you know, so he was going to make, let's say 3,500 in his pocket off that sale. So I'm like, wow, you know, me and this guy, maybe we can get 500 bucks each. And I'm not even thinking half the commission. I'm like, man, that, uh, you know, that's, uh, that does a lot for CQ, you know, fresh out, fresh out of college, you know, 19, 20 years old. Right. Um, anyway, sales done. Everything's happy. So I'm like, Hey, you know, good job. You know, I'm happy I could help make that sale happen. You know, we should do this in the future. And then he's like, Hey, all right, man, you guys did great. I'll give you 50 bucks. So I'm, you know, I'm like, 50 bucks, you know, you're clearing three grand on this. Like, why would you give me 50 bucks? And, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, screw this. We don't have to argue on the floor. 
we, you know, let's go to the manager, right? I'm not afraid to take things up the ladder. And I go to my manager and um, uh, me, me and uh, me, me and my coworker were managing like, hey, you know, explain the whole situation. And he's like, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, did you take the $50? And, you know, I was like, no, why, why, why wouldn't I? You know, why would I take $50? That, that's an insult to me and, and what we did and, you know, da, da, da. And um, he, <laughs> he, he just kind of shook his head. He's like, man, you should have took the $50. And uh, like I, I didn't get it, and he gave us um, these two little scratch cards, and on these scratch cards, like you scratch off like a, a scratch off lottery ticket, and you can win anywhere from five dollars uh, to a hundred dollars for a ticket. So um, uh, I took them and I scratched it off, and I think uh, they were like five dollars each. So uh, you know, somebody took home thirty five hundred dollars, and I, I took home ten ten dollars for that sale. And I was just like, you know, I love the manager's office, and I was very upset. And I was like, I don't need this job. You know, I'm, I'm from here. I can, you know, I, I, I can, I'm, I'm sales person. I can figure it out. You know, I'm about to go to college. And so I was getting very upset. And I, you know, you're like, man, do I, you just want to go yell at that, 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 that person kind of took your money. You feel like you kind of took my food away from me, man. And, um, you know, something switched. And I was like, I went to a coworker. I was like, hey, man, let's like, let, let's, let's, let, let us not let this happen to us again. And we went to the manager and I was like, hey, man, I understand that's a situation. I understand there's nothing we could do. But how, how do I, how do I, I don't want this to happen again. What do I need to do to prevent myself from ever being in a situation where I can't complete a sale and, and I have to invite somebody into my, my, uh, you know, my transaction, my relationship with the client where they may not have my same interest at heart. How, how do I, you know, what's the solution to this problem? And he's like, hey, man, if you just learn all the watches, if you just learn all the Brightlands, you can sell Brightlands. If you have the knowledge, and I could test you, and you have the knowledge, I will let you sell the Brightland, and you won't have to wait. Like I think at that time, you had to wait like two years to sell Brightland. But he's like, hey, you know, like I like you, and blah blah blah. Like if you learn it, and you could prove that you actually know what you're talking about, um, you know, you, you could sell whatever. So I was like, all right. And so me and my uh, me and my coworker, uh, we took a couple Brightland catalogs home, and we cut them up, and we we made little index cards, and we learned everything that you could know. About Breitling at that particular time, and you know, the difference between a Chronomat 41 and a, four, and a Chronomat 44, just by looking at the dial. Forget the watch, you know. If you look at a Chronomat 40, uh, 41, on the dial, there's a square where the, you know, the lower right corner of the square is kind of cut off half, and that's an easy way to identify a 41 from a 44, which doesn't have that square. And so I could tell you that such a random thing, so I wouldn't even need to see. The case of the watch, I could just look at the dial and tell you whether that's a 41 or the 44. So we got down to very random details. And, um, you know, so like within like a couple months of like very long sessions of like drinking rum and just quizzing ourselves um, on Brightlands, went to the manager. I was like, hey, you know, we're ready. And he took us around the Brightland case and we named every Brightland and we named all the movements and the BO1s and sixes and what they do and you know over 70 hour power reserves in-house movement five-year warranty all, all all the great stuff size navy timer braces was one of the hard, hardest braces to size um you know out there and um you know he knighted us he literally took a brightland book and got on a knee and he was greek so he was very and he's greek military so he's very I don't know. He had a very militaristic style, which I, I loved about him. And, um, you know, he united us with the, the Brightland book. And he said, hey, you can sell Brightland. And I could say that was probably when, you know, CQ, the watch guy, was born. Like before, it was just, you know, CQ, who, who likes to sell, who likes to make money. 
But that day when um my manager knighted me with a Brightland book, like I felt a sense of accomplishment that I really you like almost like completing three years of college. You know, it, it was and I went to accelerated college, so I saw three years instead of four. Anyways, um, but yeah, and it just kind of a fire lit. And from Brightland, I went to Omega, and from Omega, I went to JLC, and I, I was very fortunate that there was a guy there who's basically before I knew a, a person like Tim Mosso could exist. This gentleman, his name is Dean Bump, and uh, Dean exists, and he's the only person that I would I would mention in a conversation comparing to Tim Mosso. And I know that's very like you like how can you even say that? But he's the one person where. Tim still is above him because Tim is is brought on on so many brands. But when it came to JLC, especially um, Dean was a, a a master. And I would just uh, on very slow days go. He wasn't even in my store. I would leave my store, so I, I would lose my opportunity to make money. I would go to the other store and just learn from him. And I just like, hey Dean, teach me. And like he he'd bring articles out and he'd say, you know who wrote that? And he wrote it and and all these things. And um, that's how I learned, man, just from people like Dean and other great, great guys down there who just kind of allowed me to bug them and bother them. And they, they didn't mind sharing their information. And slowly I found sites like Time Zone and, and all these other great little resources and Revolution Magazine and the Watch Time and all these things. And I slowly um, uh, got, in, got into watches. And um, here we are 10 years later. And um, Let's just say I never went for my master's in film, but I definitely got a master's in horology if, if that existed. And um, I love watches. And um, uh, you know, I go, I wake up, I'm, I'm thinking about watches. I go to sleep, I think about watches. I love meeting people and helping them uh, enhance their collections. You know, a big thing that I do when I first uh, interact with clients, if, if they have the time, is you kind of have a long conversation just about their collection history, what they, what was their first watch, you know, what what, what, what kind of impulses do they feed off of? Because I really like to help you analyze your collection and align it with your current feelings, your current goals, your current style, to make sure, you know, you're, you're, you're buying what you like and what you're going to actually wear and not just what other people um say you should wear you know one thing about watches is a very individual thing right everybody has their own individual taste um just like suits just like shoes um and you know some people are jordan guys and hey i only like jordans hey i like tims i like timberlands you know if you come to the, you know the office on a casual day i'm usually wearing timberlands that's because i don't know when i was young i was very attracted uh to to timberlands I, I just have a bunch of different color timberlands but not everybody's like that and people shouldn't be like that you should you should uh, be diverse. But again, everybody has their own reasons why they buy different watches or, or whatever. So, so I really like to kind of dig in deep and, and go, go into to the client's shoes a little bit and really figure out why why you buy what you like, what brands you like. You know, I try to open up as much. You know, some people are very focused on brands and that's okay. Um, but some people are focused on one or two brands just because they don't know about all the brands that are out there. So that's kind of my job. My job is to this is a very big wide open ocean of um watches right so i'm just kind of your, your navigator and i'll just let you know like hey there's some rocks over there maybe you don't want to go over there and it's, it's a little shallow over there you know so make sure you know you anchor out and then we got a dinghy in i'm just trying to make sure you know your surroundings you know you're the captain of your own ship and no matter who you work with you should always be the captain of your own ship you should never let any person that you're given 
funds to control where those funds go, right? You work hard for your money and you're in charge of spending your money. You're in charge of all the risk ratio that goes on with your money, right? So I'm just here to let you know where the oceans are, you know, where the islands are, where this big continent is. And just to show you where some hidden treasure is that you may have never, you know, even in, even thought about it. Maybe you don't like that type of treasure or maybe you do. Maybe it's something that um, you never even uh, imagined in this world, a great brand like HYT. You know, HYT is a brand that um, you, you don't really see that often. You maybe hear about it, you see magazines, you, you see a, a few videos, but it's not something that you that is in every store, right? You know, you really, before I, I, I sold pre-owned, I didn't really see any um, on the wrist, to be honest with you. But it's something where, you know, I had a client very recently, um, late last year, get one from me and... I kind of really pushed him a little bit. I was like, hey, you should check this out. You should check it out. He has a he has a larger wrist. I have a larger wrist. I was like, this would look great on your wrist. You have a lot of other classical theme watches, and this is just fun. It's funky. It's kind of out there. You actually wear this watch. It's kind of um like, like a, a bronze titanium, kind of a bronze titanium look. And I was like, you would be so surprised how much you wear this watch. And he got the watch. And again, the one of the beautiful things about the watch box, you have a seven-day uh, return policy. So if you get something, you don't like it, just send it back. Use it towards something else or give you your money back. No, no harm, no foul. So uh, he took a shot. He got it. And he fell in love with the watch. And he was like, you know, like weeks after, just sending me wrist shot, wrist shot, wrist shot. Like, hey, wow. Like, really, thank you so much like for just showing me this watch. Because, again, it's something that, you know, you wouldn't have seen. I wouldn't have picked that out. But it just happened to be in a safe. And it's like... One of the fun things that we get to do is go into the candy store and look at different candy, right? And I was like, you know what? He, he the, the fun part about him, because he has a larger wrist, is you're always trying to find a, a watch that will be nice on his wrist, but it's not a big, huge, bulky, you know, in, Invicta, right? I could talk about Invicta because I used to have a sleeping Russian diver, so the, no Invicta slander here. Every, every watch every watch can be a good watch, um, you know, if, 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 if it fits you, you know, it's good for you, then it's a good watch in my opinion. Either way, so that's in a nutshell, a very long nutshell, who uh, CQ, the watch guy, is. Um, I went a little long here, so maybe this will be just the, the first episode and kind of be an intro episode of who is CQ, the watch guy. Um, in terms of what dial-in is, um, if you've been you know following Watch Watch for a long time, you know that the dial-in was actually a uh, YouTube show that we had, and it was me, it, it was Jay from our eBay department, um, Zach Rago, uh, who's a... Uh, uh, big part of our tech department now um, was there, and they actually spun off his show, uh, Regonomics, where he would do um, fun news shows, uh, new, new segments about watches and things like that. So what um, I want dial in, the Dial-In podcast to be is to be a similar fun atmosphere where we just kind of talk about watches, have fun. Uh, I want you guys to send me questions. Uh, you can email me at cq at thewatchbox.com. Um, grab my phone number, and I'll give you a phone number as well that you can shoot some text on, and then, let's see if I can find it here, but, uh, you know, Instagram, CQ underscore the watch guy, you can message me, message me, send me a voice on Instagram, I'll, I'll, I'll put it up here as well, but, um, you know, I really want this to be a space where all of the questions that you might have can get answered, um, and we could just talk about, you know, whatever you guys want to talk about, a little bit 
what I want to talk about, I will have a good panel of rotating guests on here. We'll have Jay from our eBay department, um, Ability Match from our eBay department. He's a, he's a fun guy. We're going to have him on here. And I'm sure you'll not be able to cycle in Josh Thanos, Tim, and some of the regular uh, guests as we go on. And I'm have a, a lot of fun things planned as well. And then uh, maybe we can get some branders. Let's see how, uh, how big we can uh, get this. And at the end of the day, let's just have fun. Uh, we're going to keep it a nice educational podcast sometimes i'll be solo sometimes i'll be with friends but you guys let me know um how you how, how you'd like it to go what you'd like to hear and um i'll try to keep this as regular as possible and maybe we even do a, a few live uh live podcasts when uh when we get the, the followers up um but either way have a great day and uh buy what you love it's the cq the watch guy signing out